Page Reish Tzadik Dalid. We are 294, continuing on in the Amun Vadim. We're actually in the middle of the third Vadim, Munas Chachamim. And uh, yeah, so it was an introduction, and there was Aleph, we're up to Ice Bays. Ready? Good. Amarnu, we said, Bematan Taira, Yarad, Bekoya, Hayuli, Komash, Tamid Vasik, Osik, Asi Osid, Lechadesh, Bechol, Mektuais, Hataira. We spoke about this, I think, actually in the introduction. So we had a, a whole discussion about this. Um, instead, we're not going to unpack the entire thing now, but if you go back to the very beginning of Vaj Shlishi, so we discussed this idea, and we talked about the the different uh, the, the parallel ideas of creation in terms of creation of the physical world, creation of the spiritual world as it is. In other words, intro- introducing that, you know, giving that over uh, in Torah, the idea of Maisa Baratius and Matan Torah. The truth is there are parallels also. We talk about Maisa Baratius, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Our Amuna, to a large degree, is anyway built on Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, uh, leading up to Matan Mitzrayim. And we talked about this idea that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, so in a certain way it's evolving, right? There are certain you know new situations it's going on. On the other hand, uh, that everything was created within the six days of Bereshis, and even going earlier into that, this idea of Hiyuli, this idea of, yeah, bringing me Kayach HaLapayal, but those are just different states of existence. The truth is that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there were different stages as things unfold from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's point of view, Kivayachol, right? You could say that there's no difference between Kayach and Payal in, in a certain sense, if you will, right? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Insaif is all inclusive. So it's really from our point of view that things unfold. And we said also that that there was a Kayach Hayuli B'Matan Taira. Any Chiddush that will ultimately come out is the B'Kayach is really within Matan Taira, where in a certain sense, one of the examples that's used in a different context is you know when we blow on when you blow on a coal if you would take the coal and you would just cut it in half there's no fire there and yet when you blow on the coal you're teasing out you're bringing out the flame that was within the coal you're not that you're not bringing the flame from externally but what you are is you're bringing out new heat you bring something out that was there that was there to begin with so there is this potential there and the kayak of Matantaira really was inclusive was inclusive of this, right? We say, you know, Shivan Panam Torah. Some people use that as license. Seventy avenues, if you will, of Torah I means seventy, but not seventy-one. Also, it's not a license to superimpose your own ideas and then just take sukkim, you know, to sort of support something that's external. But really, what we're trying to do is we're trying to find truth, right? We're finding the truth. So he says we we spoke about this. We again expanded over there on this idea. But the, the we are trying to there, there was this kayachayuli matan taira and therefore whatever people bring chidushim into the world what that's really doing is that's fleshing out certain things that were in the potential yuli is a Greek word but it's in, it's in the potential the kernel of potential uh, originally yacharim zeh nishdal belev kolaimdim bar sinai ha emun bechachamim hatayra bechal dar together with this. Part and parcel of our uh, of Kabbalah Satira is also emuna in the Chachamim, right? So, which is on its own a whole topic that you know that we don't have a matan Torah as it were, or at least a Sinai event in every generation. But what we do is we we have emunas Chachamim. First of all, validating the transmission back to the national revelation in the Sinai event. Uh, you know the. The uh, the Kuzari talks about that every every person reaches a state of nevuah and so forth, right? 
So we're, we're validating our way back to that one-time event, to the authenticity of the one-time event. And once we authenticate the transmission, so then, you know, that, that value stands on its own. Uh, the, um, if you would have, it, it's interesting, just a little bit of a separate point, not, not our point, but a little bit of a separate point. If you have a miracle that happens more than once or every day, so then that takes away from the extent to which it's a miracle. Sun rising every day is a miracle. Rain, the, the rain cycle is a miracle. Many things are miracles. You know, so sometimes people say, well, if I would have something happen to me, well, then I would believe or whatever it is. Well, that's actually not 100% true because if it happened in every generation, then that would take away the impact of the one-time event. In certain sense, it's actually much more impactful for there to be a one-time event that totally breaks the system or undermines the system, whether you're going to be talking in the context of the 10 Makis and, and Kriyas Yamsuf and ultimately Matan Taira. If you can validate the transmit, validate and authenticate the, the the chain of transmission, so that you know that the event happened, there's a certain there's a certain value to the event the event having been a one time event actually, even more so than if it would be in every generation. That's one idea of understanding the the, the transmission. The other thing is just we're going to see having emunas chachamim. Right? In other words, there's a certain, we're not going to talk in terms of Ruach HaKadosh necessarily, but the idea that there's uh, that they're tapped into it. Okay, let's go weiter. So, this idea of trusting or faithfulness and however you want to translate, that also was given, that came along we mentioned before that some of our biggest gedolim that uh, that were really the acknowledged leaders of generations never had a formal position. And there's something within the system where we discern true leaders, and the 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 gedolim Kaddish Baruch Hu is telling Moshe that the, the Klai Yisrael is going to believe Yaminu in Moshe Bidvari. They themselves are prophets. Not that it's going to become external. So Kaddish Baruch is telling them, first of all, they're going to have first-hand, first-hand uh, resonance, first-hand information, first-hand experience. So the the experience and the connection will be based on on their on their personal experience, and along with that, gam aminu. Okay, so that the Jews came to Nevoah. So what we see over here is that there was the Sinai event that related to every single Jew, right? It was a, it was a, a, a group of Klal Yisrael's unit. It was also 600,000, so to speak, individuals. Each one of them, they came to Nebuah, they validated. It wasn't something that was external, something that, you know, I, I don't know if you, I don't know where you're holding. I just know that you're holding past me, so therefore I believe you. No, each one of them reached that stage of Nebuah. Each one of them was able on their own to sort of validate the experience, which is interesting when you think about it also, because, you know, if if a bunch of people hear one person, so then, 
Okay, we all have, if each one of them is independently almost validating the experience and they all have like a different version, you know, it goes back to the whole idea of the national revelation. But also along with that, the Ramban explains this idea of believing of believing the the leader, Moshe Rabbeinu, as the the Tzadik Hadar, the Gadol Hadar. Now, the Jews reach the stage of Nevoah. Everybody who reaches Nevoah, he says over here, come, becomes transformed into a different human being. He's a different person. right? We, we, we discussed that a different time along all of our accomplishments. You know, sometimes we forget we, all of our accomplishments are mundane to us. So whereas it used to be like, oh my gosh, how could a person wake up for shachars every day on time? Then you do that. That becomes part of your schedule. And it's like, oh, how could a person do daf, how could a person do daf yomi consistent enough for seven and a half years? I can't stay on a diet for seven and a half days. Right? Seven and a half years probably is to finish shas. And then you do it. You do daf yomi. Like, I don't know well enough. It's this, it's that, right? All of your accomplishments, because once you do them, then there's something that's doable. And, you know, you do or don't think that much about yourself. You're a regular guy who's just trying as hard as you can. So you forget that about yourself. But the truth is that that when you put yourself, think about how you would have looked at many of the things that you do before you did them, right? You represent somebody who's been doing Daf Yaimi for 10, 12, 15, 20 years. People look at you as a person who has at least touched, I don't know how well we all know it, who has touched every Daf in Shas, right? Who's committed, who has a Chevra that you learn with every night, an important basis for relationships. We forget how much we, we have transformed ourselves as individuals based on our accomplishments. Navua being at the height of that, Different person. When Klai Yisrael reached Nevoah, it was engraved in their heart. Right, earlier chapter about the Moach and the Lev, good chapter. So it was engraved in them in their lave, the idea of having an attachment uh, in the Taira, sense, sensing a clarity in the Amita of the Taira, and also a Munas Chachamim. When we talk about Emunas Chachamim, our attachment to clarity, to the MS, the Torah is not just a system of do's and don'ts that we subscribe to as we go through our life. The Torah is the framework for life. And therefore, when we talk about Emunas Chachamim, we're not only talking about like uh, not Knowledge workers. We're not talking about people that are able to tell us the halacha. We're talking about people that have that, that have an antenna to reality, right? The Torah sets sets up that reality. The following. So Rav Des was writing to somebody who wrote him a letter. He's responding. Whoever he's responding to, I can tell that you hold. They far exceeded our understanding. We don't reach their katnas. So he says, I can tell by your correspondence, by your letter, that you're assuming that 
there was a wrong premise that, that somehow all of the G'daylim of the last generations were operating on a faulty premise. They made a, 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 a uh, profound mistake. I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. But it means that all of a sudden, what, you know, everything that came out was built, on, was built on a wrong foundation, right? Okay. Usher, but let's listen to how he responds. Usher l'shmaya dvarim ke'ela. Shukasov l'amram. V'chol shukain l'amram. You can't hear these things and certainly say them. Usher l'dvarim brurim. Let me clarify our position on this idea. Now, it doesn't mean that people, you know, there's two ideas, I think. Okay. One is people are human beings. People make mistakes. People have disagreements. You know, even in halacha, you know, we say But there's obviously discussions. There's another idea when we're talking about the organism, the dynamic, uh, you know, organism of Klal Yisrael, and the idea that that there are chachamim, there are heads of the generation. Certainly, when we talk about the Hasidic, you know, probably talking about Sadik Adar and Gadol Adar, and you know how we understand how we understand it, that there's a certain role, and there's a siyata deshmaya to that role. And that role of, of, of the Chachamim and the Manhige Adar and the Gedayle Adar plays a certain point. By the way, even in Halacha, we say that the Halacha is Kiraiv. And, you know, we talked about the introduction in Igris Moshe. It talks about the, the, the Emes La Amitai. You know, I forget exactly what the Emes in Shemayim and the Emes Lalacha. The Emes Lalacha, what we get judged on, what, you know, we talk about in terms of Bezdin, deciding the new moon. You know, the calendar, the Halacha, what, what's the real Yom Kippur will follow. Bezdin, even, who knows, if let's say Bezdin doesn't have a chance to pronounce the Rosh Chaydesh, regardless of when the moon is cloudy night. Well, well, so what do you mean? Just because it was a cloudy night... So if Bezdin couldn't pronounce the Chaydish, that means the Chaydish is not till the next night. Because, so, so we give a certain amount of authority, and that's how the system is set up. Let me explain to you. I knew a lot of these people personally. And I saw them when they were in their role of gatherings that were dealing with the future of Klal Yisrael. Zal, Rav Chaim Brisk Zal, Vagon Rav Chaim Oizer Zal, Veucha Loimer Loinemona. I can tell you, Kiafilu la Sagas Poutim Shekmoisenu and Mahoisa Pekuchos Mivahelas. Even, in other words, what I can tell you is still limited by my perception. Even from what I understood, they were, they're, they're, what they, their clarity was astonishing. The clarity, the way that they were able to cut through things, not lose the forest for the trees, get to the MS. I mean, that's why, you know, we learn Talmud Bavli, you know, leaving aside, uh, you know, the Shad, the Lamo Shakhla Vatayan, Talmud Bavli, and Rishami, but, you know, maybe I just learned Kitzur Shulchan Aruch. What's the process of Gemara? A lot of it is Havaminas. You know, why do you need to learn a lot of Gemara even to, uh, you know, as a pref, for, you know, as a preface to learning other types of things? You need a basis in Gemara. I'm not saying you have to learn Kol Kula before you learn certain other things because you learn Gemara, you end up going through the Shaklavataria, you're able to be made in a godly wisdom understanding what's Iker, what's Tafel, when you have a Mahat Sad, how do you compare things, how, you know, how are you able to set aside certain ideas and say, well, that's not part of the Iker conversation. For conversation A, that's tangential, but Gufa, you know, then we'll come back and we'll deal with that conversation 
uh, on its own. You're you're able to be yoyre to understand what's the driving factor. I need to be Madame Milsa and Milsa, understanding what the important akudas are. We don't have, we don't have the capacity, we don't have their clarity, the way that they were able to plumb the depth. The, the depth. We, we, or rather, we can't, we, we, we can't even understand the level of clarity that they had. Further, if you would have seen them at these meetings, you would have seen, felt, they had Klal Yisrael on their shoulders. When they were dealing with communal affairs, it was awesome. To, under, to see the depth of their responsibility, you could see it on their face. If you never saw this, you didn't understand what it means for a person to take a chryas. Right, nothing to do with the way that we look at like our lay community politicians, right? Where you know it, it's really almost like a selfish idea. You you don't even understand what it means to have a chayes for Klal Yisrael. If you would have seen this, you would understand that they were being guided there. If you would have seen a get-together talking about Klai issues with these G'daylim, and you compare when we get together for our community meetings to talk about it, you would see that it's night and day. You, you would understand, uh, you, you wouldn't be able to say, oh, all of those people, they were just a group of people from the last generation, they were making mistakes. It was a profound experience seeing the level of their clarity and their level of accountability as leaders. When they would pass in a Shaila, dilemma, they would see. Sorry, also, sorry, again. I think it's not just. Shailas Hazman means not passing Shailas, halachic Shailas. When they would deal with a certain approach for how to deal with a certain stage, right now, you know, in our. Uh, you know, lately, probably it's talking about like, you know, the internet, how to deal with that. You know, everybody has their own, uh, you know, the, the, but there are contemporary issues in every generation. Okay? So that's what I think that's what we're talking about. Sheila Sisman. When they took a stance, they weren't taking a stance based on what you see around you and what they see around them. They had a much more far reaching vision. We have a very myopic view. Later on, when you see things unfold, and you say, well, I, you know, I, did, I did what was responsible at the time. There was no way I could have anticipated that. They anticipated that. And it unfolded so that we saw their tzitkos. The people who have a Munas Chachamim, so they saw, 
right? Like the example that we've used in the past, somebody who go who does their due diligence, once you know that this is the doctor to listen to, the rational move is to listen to the doctor, not try to anticipate yourself. When he says, I can give I can do this and it seems like a better move now, but down the line it will come with these consequences and these side effects, and based on your lifestyle, XYZ, and this is how it's going to unfold, a responsible person listens, not operates based on their own das. So therefore, a, a responsible person is going to listen to Amunaz Chacham when it comes to these types of issues. Ulam. Again, Ulam. A lot of people are very confused to the point that they don't see, as clear as I'm making it, they don't see this Amun Zacham. So, where did it go? I just told you that it was there from Arsinai. Because there's a battling sense, a battling Yetzirah that we have, which is suspicion being critical. By the way, this is nothing new. The Chavis HaLavavos discusses this. <coughs> Be very careful that you don't stray towards made-up things from the Derech of the Avos. And you'll rely on the extent of what you can uh, intuit and see based on your intellect. And you'll rely on yourself. Don't suspect and be critical of those who came before you uh, in what they gave over, and don't undermine how they guided you. They anticipated what you're saying. It's wonderful that you have all these questions. Right? I think we said once in the, uh, the in Art School Incredible book about, I think it was Rabbi Wallace, right? when he was becoming from, so one of the things that affected him, he was learning Gemara. Somebody took him at like a seminar and asked him if he wanted to sit in a Gemara class. And everyone has the ideas, well, you know, why do we have two days of Yontif now? We know what the calendar is. Uh, they have all these ideas that come up in Yontif and Sukkot, and it seems antiquated, why we do that now? And he said, what are the chances, people have questions, what are the chances I'm going to ask something that has never been asked before? Okay? I'm not saying I... So the person told him, he said, I'll tell you the truth. There's 2,711 dafim, it's probably less, certain mesechtas that were learned a lot more than others over the course of the years, by thousands and thousands and thousands of people, each many of whom had the writings and the questions and building on what came before them. The it, It's certainly possible, but statistical probability is that you're not going to ask something or bring up an issue that has never been thought about. That's the truth. And he said that this was very enlightening to him. In other words, you know, there, every, there, there's such a, a, a gaiva re, idea that all of a sudden, well, if I don't understand it, this doesn't make sense, right? And yet, he said, you know, that that was actually very, this is something that I have to dig into instead of just drawing opinions, uh, you know, I have to I have to uh, appreciate what's going on over here. There's tremendous amount of depth, the Rambam, Rabbi Kivega, whoever it is, you, you know, well, from the Rishonim to the Achreinim, these people were brilliant, brilliant, brilliant individuals. It's not like, you know, you could say, well, oh, they didn't know technology. We're talking about people who had incredible, I mean, beyond anything that we can imagine. Well, maybe it's worth, you know, thinking about the Rambam thought of this, right? You have a question in terms of Hashkafa. 
you see that there's a machlekes rishayin, and people thought about this to the nth degree more than you will ever think about it. It's worth going down that path and appreciating it. And people, they're suspicious about those who came before them, and yet they are still uh, in filth. So he says, you know, we're sitting there and being critical of, of, of people who are just, you know, in the clouds compared to us. There's nothing new under the sun, right? Like I heard somebody make a point in a shir, you know, when a kid doesn't want to go to school and he says, oh, school is so hard, you know, it's, I hear what you're saying, but don't make it like all of a sudden things have changed. Rashi on Chumash says, I forgot who I heard make this point, these are old problems, the old world problems. You didn't come up with anything new. Now, the Medrash already is comparing something to the way that kids ran away from school. It's hard for kids to hit in school. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but it's not like, you know, this generation's problems. The Midah Chashdonis is nothing new. Being critical of the great ones is nothing new. Gamis Yermiyo Hanavi Chashduki. I mean, it says crazy things about, by, by Maishar Rabbeinu also. It says, if you think all of a sudden, I oh, were in a Dar Yasom, we're in a orphans. I told you one time, somebody told me, he said, everyone says we're in a Dar Yasom. We're not a dar yasom. We're in a dar mamzer. Nobody wants to take responsibility, right? He says, you, uh, we, we're in the worst dar ever. The way that people criticize the great ones. You know, as they criticize you. Your was a confirmed navi, and people were suspecting him. And it doesn't even stop. The ones who want to destroy the 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 chachamim, the ones who are who are who are well versed in things. Not only do they want to be critical, but they also want to spread suspicion and influence the hamon am, the common people, and so doubt over there. You know, listen, just do your own thing. Go to the edge. <coughs> safe space, we're not judging, uh, they want to bring, they, they want to brisso this chashad among everybody. Even people who are shaymer tayra mitzvahs, also the, these, the, they, this idea of criticism is there too. Maybe this rabbi doesn't, he doesn't understand what's going on. Now again, we're going to see in a second. We're talking about the idea of Munas Chamim, Hadar, people in a position to have Das Taira. This doesn't mean that every single person that presents themselves all of a sudden has a hat and a beard. It's like, because then what happens is you, the real problem is that you, that's how you lose a Munas Chachamim. There are people who are running around, I'm not uh, talking about anybody specific. People are running around, a bunch of clowns, and they, you know, if they're not in a position to hold, to, to, they hold themselves out as, oh, Das Taira, this, that, and they say things that are not. And then all of a sudden, it, it brings down the credibility that many have towards Amunas Chachamim. So we're talking about people that are legitimate, bona fide, in a position to have this role. But the idea that, that people then say, that for various reasons, you know, maybe the rabbi doesn't understand things. Ultimately, assuming that a person is, <coughs> is fit to have this role, okay, how how they're fit? Go ask your own local Orthodox rabbi who you're allowed to ask. Assuming that a person is fit to be in this position, then they are the address. Here's the avoda. 
If you want to practice this, take a question, go ask somebody who is fit to answer this type of this. They, they are in the role where they have a certain clarity based on Torah approach. Ask them a question and defer to their wisdom without challenging it, even if it's a little counterintuitive. And start breeding that attitude. We're not talking about naivety, right? We're talking about a calculated reliance on those who deserve to be relied upon. So we're, when we talk about Amunas Chachamim, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden a person should just blindly follow, you know, punt the ball and not be willing to, you know, make a decision and just ask anybody who's going to ask him based on the fact that they're from guy, right? That 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 could just be being naive. Because Amunah is ultimately based on truth. Once you verify, like in our other example, that this doctor is fit to be relied upon, that's truth. Amunah is where the person, now this doctor tells you something that's counterintuitive to your knowledge, and now Amunah says, I'm going to make a rational move, and based on the truth and the due diligence and the experience that I have, I'm going to bridge the gap between the advice and the approach that I don't understand. That Amunah fills that gap. But it's not something that doesn't make sense. It's perfectly rational. Even if you don't understand. This is very important. As important now as it ever was. Not every story that is said about everybody is true. So you can hear stories about the rabbis and the this and the that. Even if it's printed, right? Like they say, if you believe all stories, then if you believe none of the stories, you're not because. If you believe all the stories, then right, you're a fool. Just because it's printed, it doesn't mean it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Somebody asked him about something that was repeated in his name. Says, Assume everything that's said in my name is a lie. And if it's not an absolute lie, it's a half a lie. Because when you believe a story that's not true, ultimately it can destroy the credibility that the Chachamim have with you, and it's going to undermine this entire idea. So when all of a sudden, you know, people tell the stories because maybe they're turned on by it, maybe they don't mean anything bad, and somebody hears the story and they say, what, what, what does that mean? That's idiotic, like that's not the right approach, that's not intuitive, why would anybody say that? Could be the way it's told over, could be the tone it's told over, could be it's missing information, that's the way the other person understood it. So you have to be very careful in this regard, believing stories of Talmud Chachamim. Yeah.